0: I'm Linda for Business. And with me today is Andrew Amoyles. He's head of research at wealth intelligence firm New World Wealth. And we're going to talk about Namibia, the new destination for millionaires. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to Business.
1: Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, Fannis, um, Namibia, why is that become a, becoming a millionaire's hotspot?
1: There's a the number of factors at play. Namibia's always been one of the safest countries in Africa. Uh, which has sometimes been overlooked, um, but it's uh, becoming increasingly important, and, and uh, it is probably the safest country on the continent. Uh, Mauritius is probably safer, but it's it's an island. Another fact uh, is it's an increasingly popular retirement destination, especially certain parts of Vintuk, Swakopmund areas between Swakopmund, Bay. There's also a lot of top-end lifestyle estates going up there Um, and uh, a lot of the reason for it being top popular retirement yesterday is also linked to taxation they've got no capital gains tax no estate duty they've also got one of the lowest population densities in the world uh, which is we feel is is a major factor and if you look at a lot of the fastest growing first world countries in the world like australia Canada, they have low population densities, whereas the slow-growing ones, like the UK, they have high population densities. So Namibia has one of the lowest population densities in the world, about three people per square kilometer, which is the same as Australia, whereas South Africa's got about 60 people per square kilometer. And places like India have over 500 people per square kilometer. The UK, Germany have over 200. So we feel that's a major advantage in terms of them having more resources per capita, and also it is linked to wealth, because Namibia is actually the third wealthiest country in Africa on a per capita basis. obviously not on a total wealth base. but on per capita, it's the third wealthiest after the Mauritius in South Africa. So, so it is actually a relatively prosperous place already. It's just that the population is so low that the GDP numbers are not that high. But the thing is, the GDP per capita numbers are actually relatively good.
0: So, what do you find? Do people go to retire there, or to buy a second home? I think it's
1: both. Um, but I think increasingly people are are going to actually stay there. And uh, the Namibian uh, government is making it more attractive. They've they rolled out some programs, or they are rolling out some programs to encourage. They did a, uh, just put out a nomad visa for travelers, and and so that they are trying to encourage people to go there. Um, And obviously, the ecotourism sector has really taken off in Namibia in the last probably 15 years or so. Before places like Botswana and Zimbabwe were way more popular than Namibia, whereas now Namibia is catching up. So that's also driving a lot of uh, forex income. And then obviously, you've got all the minerals there, uranium deposits, diamonds, things like that which have always been a big driver. And then there's a big emergence of green technology and possibly green hydrogen and things like that in, in Namibia, which could drive growth going forward. So there's a lot of factors, but I think one of the things that's often overlooked is uh, a lot of countries in Africa don't really have well-established uh, luxury residential areas, whereas Namibia does. It, ha- it has some quite top-end areas, uh, parts of Windhoek. Uh, parts of Swapwunt and some really top-end lifestyle estates that have been put up a lot of them are wildlife estates slash lifestyle estates Uh, and so it's got an advantage over a lot of other countries in Africa Uh, obviously South Africa's got that same advantage uh, and places like Morocco as well and Kenya where they've also got well-established luxury residential areas but if you go to a lot of the other countries in Africa they don't have that so that's also a factor.
0: So are you talking about Rand millionaires or are you talking about dollar or pound or Euro millionaires?
1: No, so we, we do everything in dollars uh, just for simplicity. So the, the correct term is high net worth individuals. So that's a US dollar millionaire based on investable wealth. So including cash holdings and listed listed equity holdings. So it's quite a high bar there are just over 2,000 high net worth individuals or US dollar millionaires in, living in Namibia at the moment, which compares to about 40,000 in South Africa. But we see Namibia catching up um, by about 2040. We expect it to go about 10,000 in Namibia. So it won't obviously catch up with South Africa, but it's uh, growing at a faster rate. And, and that over the past decade, it's also been growing at a faster rate in South Africa as well.
0: So do people worry about corruption? Because I've looked at corruption indexes and um, Namibia is not as bad as South Africa, but it's still, you know, this, the government is involved in something called the fish rot scandal, with government officials involved. Is that maybe a factor that would deter people from, wealthy people from going to Namibia?
1: I would think definitely all those things come into play. But I think uh, Namibia... Because it's got such a low population density and it's relatively safe, I think that sort of feeds through to the notion that it's relatively well run, probably not as well run as certain like a place like Australia for instance but i it certainly seems to be heading in the right direction and fr- from our point of view we we feel it's, it's just it's just going to grow in terms of millionaire numbers, whether that translates to the middle class growing uh, I'm not sure, but but normally what happens is when the millionaire numbers in a country grow uh, the the middle middle class tends to grow as well
0: So what about currency and um, how safe is the currency
1: Well it's pegged to the rand so so it's uh, it's a stable currency in, in if you consider the rand stable, and the rand is the most heavily traded currency on the continent by quite a margin, and it's, it's liquid. And a lot of the South African banking groups have divisions in Namibia. A lot of the retail groups have have shops in Namibia. So there's always been a really strong link. Also, a lot of the wildlife safari places on the same group. They're part of the same group. There's uh, obviously the, the the mining there, a lot of it is South African link. There. So there's a very strong link with South Africa. And that link hasn't really eroded over time, whereas the link between South Africa and places like Botswana and Zimbabwe has eroded. So that's probably going to count in Namibia's favour because uh, places like Botswana uh, and Zimbabwe aren't really options for wealthy people to go. Obviously, there are some wealthy people going to places like Mozambique, uh, but a lot of that has to just with a beach lifestyle. And a lot of those people are not that well. Um, that they, I think they're mainly going, it's just cheaper than South Africa.
0: So what do you find um, um, most of these millionaires that you think will move there, would they be South Africans? Do people come from elsewhere as well?
1: I think most of them will probably be South Africans, mainly 60%, and then the rest will probably be from other parts of the continents and Europe. Well, that's been the traditional... The traditional trajectory um, a lo- a lot of people sometimes returned, so maybe they were people that were grew up in Namibia, they made money in Europe and then they went back so so they're not necessarily Europeans that are coming back, but but they still are are coming so so that's uh, we would always look at it from which country they're coming from. so there are people coming from Europe, um, but a lot of them would have links to Namibia in some way. But yes but as as it uh, increasingly takes off, it's a bit like Mauritius in the beginning, Mauritius was really just attracting people that were involved in banking, and obviously it had a huge offshore banking industry but over time and and because of it kind of reached a critical mass of wealthy people, and then the schooling system was more advanced than all the luxury food stores and then you had all these luxury residential things, it kind of created a snowball effect. And then it became attractive, not just to people that were working in financial services. And the same thing with Namibia. It's becoming attractive, not just to people that work in this, the mining and mineral industry or construction. It's becoming attractive to people that work in other industries like financial services and things like that. So we see it sort of mimicking Mauritius to a degree.
0: So is there a golden visa or easy access to the country linked to buying property then?
1: Well, well, there is talk of them introducing one. Uh, it's probably best to, uh, to chat to the people at the you know, maybe an investment board about that. I don't want to uh, speculate too much, but there has been talk of um, investor visas and things like that.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't mean a South African because it's next door; it's, it's part of South Africa, can just go and live there.
1: Yeah. No, no, you've got to um, fulfill certain criteria. And uh, uh, it's, uh, I think, done mainly on a case-by-case basis. I'm not sure the exact mechanics of it. It's not as transparent as, for instance, in the Mauritius program where it's quite obvious what you have to do to get it. So it's... um...
0: What trajectory do you think it's going to follow if you look at the amount of millionaires there are at the moment?
1: Well, I think that... um... Uh, we're expecting it to go from just over 2000 currently to around 10,000 by 2040. So we're expecting really strong growth, especially over the next few years. And uh, and then uh, once it gets well established, I think uh, it should, it should snowball. But obviously it depends on a number of factors, obviously the political situation there, as you alluded to earlier, all those things could be possible issues, but, uh, we definitely have very strong forecasts for, for Namibia, uh, as we do for you know countries like Zambia and Mauritius, Morocco, a few other African countries that I expect, uh, and Rwanda, of course, are expecting them to continue to grow strongly. But, but there's only a handful, about four or five African countries that we expect to grow at the same rate as Namibia over the next 15, 20 years.
0: So who's the strongest grower at the moment? Is it
1: Mauritius? Uh, Rwanda was the fastest grower over the last decade, um, but it did start from quite a low base. So so the wealth per capita in Rwanda is still quite low. I mean, there is always a lot of stuff about Rwanda and the media and how well it's doing, but, but it's always important to remember that uh, they did have a civil war there and, and their wealth per capita went down to. Close to zero, so so it was always going to be easy, easy to get pretty strong growth after that. So Rwanda's got about less high net worth individuals than Namibia has, actually. So it's uh, but it is growing at a faster rate. And um, going forward over the next five years, we'd expect Mauritius to probably outperform all the other African countries, and then after that, we'd expect Namibia to probably outperform Mauritius. And uh, we also, as I mentioned, expecting really strong growth from Morocco, which is also becoming an increasingly popular retirement destination for wealthy people from Europe. And uh, it's uh, probably the only country in North Africa that's really doing well, because obviously Egypt has kind of struggled over the last decade. So, so Morocco's really done. We're expecting strong things from them as well.
0: So, what is the profile of oh, this? wealthy individuals, somebody who's always looking for a low tax base, what are they looking for?
1: I think it's difficult to say. We haven't spoken directly to many of them but but uh, it's uh, you know through second hand information I'd say it's uh, taxation stiffening a factor. I mean capital gains, no capital gains tax, no estate duty. That's always going to be a, a big factor. It's difficult to say how big a factor uh, but I think if you combine that with the fact that it's a very... A relatively safe country. I think those two things on their own. For instance, if South Africa had, was very safe and it had no capital gains tax and no estate duty, I mean, in a decade, it would probably be one of the 20 wealthiest countries of the world. So it's, it's, yeah, it would be a no brainer. So it's really uh, a matter of that. And obviously, it doesn't have the, it's not as established as South Africa. It doesn't have the benefits that South Africa has in terms of strong. Um, it doesn't have a big stock exchange. It does have a stock exchange. It doesn't have a big one. But uh, the JSC is kind of as, as being leading market cap. So obviously, it's going in the wrong direction. But South Africa's got a very strong base as it stands now. But like I said, I think the safety and um, the taxation profile, um, it is... But uh, I, I seriously doubt South Africa would mimic uh, Namibia's uh, in, in terms of that. But, um, yeah, I think it's just uh, a matter of those two factors. And then also the low population density. I think people don't look at that enough. I think with Australia, people have often said, oh, they're doing well because you know, they've got a, a strict immigration policies. and they got, uh, But they never really look at the fact that they've got such a low population density. They don't really need anyone else, the Australians, because they've only got 25 million people. Their country's bigger than India, which has got almost 2 billion. And uh, I know some of it's there's, but a lot of it isn't. And uh, Namibia is really similar to Australia in many ways. In a way, it's the Australia of, of Africa, Namibia.
0: That's a very good analogy. Thanks, um, Andrew M. Wells. Thanks for speaking to us.
1: Thanks for